morning, everybody. I am sitting here recording solo yet again. It is, ooh, it is 6.52 a.m. I'm not joking, it's still dark out. I'm looking lovingly up into my framed photo of Helen Keller trying to do right by her. But I gotta tell you, first off, I'm a recording artist. I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram. Did I just say you guys? Cool. Um, I'm gonna go impale myself in the vagina. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram. If you don't, you should. It's a wild ride, you know? I'm all about the grid. I'm all about content. I'm all about the aesthetic. And by that, I mean... Not at all. It's a shit show. Helen Keller would love it. Um, I somehow bamboozled my husband and friends and Grammy Award winning songwriters to do a bitch Bible anthem uh, recording session with me this weekend. Now, we all know I'm a little bit delusional. I authentically and genuinely feel like I can do anything better than anyone. And it's not lovely and it's not gracious, but it is my burden to bear as a triple Leo with a Scorpio rising. I'm just a little bit of a monstrosity that way, but you know, it also is chutzpah forward, which we are always in support of. So I say to Andrew, I'm like, what? Like songwriting's hard. But then I started getting really nervous in the morning because I'm like, wait a fuck. Now I've like somehow secured this day. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not singing in front of anybody. Uh, I know that I got a poem published in the seventh grade, humble brag, called The Flame of Life. Google it. It's amazing. I'm going to put it on Instagram. You'll fucking weep with glee. It's so moving. But can I write a song or am I just going to sit there like a bobblehead, which is literally my worst nightmare in any situation that I'm just going to not have something to say, which has actually never happened in the entire course of my life. But, you know, I wanted to contribute. I always want to contribute. You know, I don't dip my toe into the pool. I Michael Phelps that shit. Otherwise, I just stay inside. So I try not to put myself in any situation where I'm not going to excel at. Uh, It's a coping and protection mechanism that works very well for me. So started getting a little nervous. Um, I don't want anyone to treat me differently now that I'm a certified pop star. But when I tell you that I nailed the fuck out of that session, Andrew kept looking back at me with so much pride and joy and also a little bit of fear because I was so good in that session. I am Carol King adjacent, and I didn't even know it. And I fully have a backup plan. I'm not great with melodies because I have the vocal cords of a uh, dying goat with a throat infection. But besides that, um, she is nothing if not a forward thinking, rhymy motherfucker, lyricist to the damn stars. Think Robin Kanichiwa meets Erica Jane meets Aretha Franklin meets Leaky Lee meets Charlie XCX meets, I mean, I don't fucking know. It's stunning and titillating. And I'm just going to leave you with a tidbit of a lyric. Uh, my dog's hot, so don't be mad at me. Shadow banned for bestiality. Social grace is, or form, uh, is a formality. Okay, I butchered the delivery, but you get what I'm saying? It's going to be a bop on bop on bop. I'd like to also use this time to call out a few people that were, were trying to book on this podcast as guests that ghosted me. Um, I'm... Packing some steamy hot analytics, and uh, we don't play those games. Uh, Emma Roberts, you should come on this podcast to promote your movie. And Bethany Frankel, if you could um, respond to my email, that would be dope. Thanks. It's just that I don't 
don't really like it when people go on other podcasts that um, get less downloads than me and then ghost me because I find it to be inherently disrespectful. Anyways, so sharp left. Um, buckle the fuck up because this is going to be a mind fuck for the decade. Last night. I took a Tylenol PM because I was feeling like that swampy drool sleep that is only achieved with one Tylenol PM and one stiff ass martini. And let me tell you, I woke up in a puddle of body fluids from the mouth, oral body fluids, with Leo's genitalia. I I was in his grundle, his hot, swampy grundle, inhaling his essence of yeast and matcha and sea scallops. And I woke up and I'm like, today is going to be a beautiful day. But then I had a vision of a dream. Last night, I had a dream that Andrew cheated on me with Julianne Huff. And it was vivid. And I remember they were in a bed that was like very brown with a quilt. And let me tell you something. I don't fuck with beds with quilts. Like if you grew up with a quilt, just a quilt on a bed, I, I'm, I'm sending you a virtual hug because you need it. Anyways, in the dream, we're at a house party, not COVID compliant. I don't know where. I don't know when. I don't know why. I don't go to fucking house parties. That was the start of the nightmare. Then I saunter up looking for my purse and I walk in on Andrew and Julian Huff fucking to tribal music while she gyrates and is doing a jazz hand mid-coital. And I, I can see it in my brain and I woke up this morning and I looked over at him and I am so mad at him and I don't know that I will ever forgive him. Do you know what I'm saying? I have dreams sometimes of deceit. I'll only dreams. And I will hold on to them for at least two weeks. Like, I'm going to be mad at Andrew for a fucking while. Um, we're not speaking. He doesn't know it yet because it's not even 7 a.m. So I haven't had the luxury of telling him that we're in a fight for his infidelity. But when I do, rest assured, there is not going to be a quick rebound rate. Because of all the people that he could fictitiously fuck, Julian Huff? And on a poly blend quilt? Not on my watch, motherfucker. I mean, somebody call the divorce attorney because shit's about to get real rocky in the Schimmel hyphen Hawes house. And prayers for Andrew. Anywho, you know, I like to keep it one hundo here. I try to be as authentic and genuine and transparent as as a bitch can. And being that I am not someone who is in the constant pursuit of content, uh, I am content, motherfucker. You know, it's difficult to podcast solo and, you know, think of things to talk about when life has truly stood still for what feels like the last six years, a.k.a. eight months. But uh, in a pursuit of being fresh and my finger just left of the pulse, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go on Daily Mail. Let's let's take her for a ride and see what we can come up with. What's, what's the hot goss? By the way, kill me. You know what uh, saying I fucking hate? Especially on this platform. Ooh, let's spill the tea. You know what, bitch? I'm not spilling any motherfucking tea. I'm drinking my tea, ceremonial grade matcha over ice every morning and ingesting every single drop of it. I don't spill the fucking tea. That's Rochi, the hot celeb goss. Who gives a fuck? Get more interesting. I'd rather talk about my one-armed neighbor, Cheryl, who reported me, by the way, to the homeowners association because the trim that we painted outside our house is the wrong shade of white. 
Unfortunately for fucking Cher Bear Extraordinaire, the color of the trim was on the approved list that was updated two months ago that she didn't fucking see. So it's game on, Cheryl. Ooh, you're going to report me? You're going to fucking report me? Maybe I'll report you for those heinous porcelain garden gnomes you have outside your fucking house. Maybe I'll report you for your non-cohesive mosaic potted plant collection. By the way, Cheryl... Your fucking fern is dying. It's been dying. It's been dead. It died years ago. It's disgusting. Maybe I'll report you for your little aluminum figurine sticking out of your grass. Maybe I'll report you, Cheryl. So don't tussle with the tiger when you got one arm and I got two. So you know how vigorously I could type an email to the HOA? But I don't because I'm a lady. And by the way, one of your fucking pots is on my property. I will be moving it this afternoon. Lots of love. Happy fall. Cheryl's rude, so I don't really feel bad, but we are we are cerebrally scraping the bottom of the barrel. Lots of love. I'm going to make her some pumpkin bread and bring it over. You know that I actually, this is so embarrassing, talking about scraping the bottom of the cerebral barrel. Yesterday, I'm like, I'm going to make keto pumpkin bread. Andrew's like, what's keto? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I went out and like, I bought a loaf pan and parchment paper and pumpkin. And now every motherfucker, what's your recipe? I'm sorry, it's 2020. We have Google. You must fucking Google it. Do you know what it does to the insides of my soul when people ask me, like, the most mundane questions? Mmm, yummy. How do you make the bolognese? I don't know. Uh, Why don't you fucking figure it out just like I did? Okay, stop taking, stop stripping the joy and effervescence of me doing things and wanting to share it with you by burdening me with questions. Do you know how many questions Andrew asks me from fucking sunrise to sunset? It averages on 1,084. I said to Andrew yesterday, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to pop over to Palm Springs this week, hit up an outlet mall, Cabazon, get it good, and then just spend the night in Palm Springs, you know? Have a, have a room service dinner, COVID compliance, and just take the day off. And he's like, I could do Thursday. And I was like, um, yeah, so you're not invited. And he's like, that's so weird. And I said, Andrew, hi, um, we are legally bound to each other for all of eternity. If I want to take a 24-hour reprieve to go hit up a fucking outlet mall without watching you try on t-shirts that you already own and you already know the size of, and you insist on trying on every single fucking t-shirt, I will stab myself. So you're not coming. Love you a lot. See you Friday, fuckhead. How did we get here? Where did we go? Why? Where are we going? Oh, right. So in the pursuit of, you know, fresh material, I went on Daily Mail and the headline article was that Kourtney Kardashian and TikToker Addison Rae hit NYC and wear three matching outfits. So first everyone had matching faces, which is adorable. And now we've got matching outfits. I say this lovingly, Daily Mail, but who in the actual fuck 
cares. This is the dumbest shit. I hope my future child goes to college and hates the internet and wears whatever the hell they want and they say fuck and cunt and love their faces and they don't care about contouring and baking and they strive to be unique and articulate and funny. I just don't get it. Life is not a nine grid. If you're over the edge, uh, uh, age, I'm over the fucking edge. If you're over the age of 12, you, you don't need to be doing matching outfits with your bestie. Although... When I was in Tahoe a few weeks ago, me and my friend Liza hit up a gift shop and got matching green masks and matching green Lake Tahoe sweatshirts and matching. I mean, but that was just funny and gimmicky. And, you know, when in Tahoe, do as the Tahoeans do. Uh, I don't like advantageous relationships personally or professionally. And I just you know what? I, I don't do the Kardashians. I don't talk about them. It's we're moving on. Thunder only happens when it's raining. I mean, the vocalists of our generation. By the way, I talked about my recording session earlier. Uh, I haven't actually tracked the vocals yet because I got so embarrassed. Like, I could not do it. And we were, like, trying to find my range. My friend Steph's like, can you just go, like, bitch, bitch, bitch. And I'm like, bitch, bitch. And they're like, "Mm, nope, we're just gonna, we're just gonna crank up that auto tune. So I am going to set the vibe. I told Andrew, he can't be in the room. He just has to play the beat on a loop. I'm going to draw the shades. I'm going to have one and a half martinis. Um, I'm going to do all my vocal exercises. I'm going to put on some silk pajamas, maybe a, maybe a thigh high boot to really set the mood. I'm going to clip in an extension and just really let my inner, uh, pop diva erupt from the trachea, from the larynx, from the vocal cords, from my soul, from my butthole. What the fuck is going on with the new viral sensation of the Fleetwood Mac song, with a cranberry juice floater. I don't understand a lot of what goes down on social media. Um, I tried to film a reels as a joke this weekend and could not, Um, which is interesting because a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was quite the camera woman, quite the cinematographer, quite the director, quite the screenplay writer as a child. I was a very odd child, uh, kid, preteen. Really, I, I hit the apex of my... Uh, just like really niche sense of humor, probably when I went to middle school and blissfully unaware of just my of my aesthetic to the world. I thought I was both Giselle Bunchen and Martin Scorsese. I got a video camera for Hanukkah. Bitch got a tripod for my birthday. I had my bat mitzvah sign and glitter hung to the back of the garage. And that was my studio, if you will. And I would often sit out on group activities such as girls sleepovers. I was never a sleepover person. I always wanted to be in my own house. I'm not sleeping on the floor with the quilt. You know what I mean? Like I want to be in my fucking bed with a headboard, the whole thing. But I always would rather be by my, I know this is really shocking guys. This is like a therapy moment. I would always rather be by myself doing my own thing on my own time, untethered, to the prebubescent estrogen fest, then be like, and a sleepover at Melissa's, like, we're watching She's the Man. Or, oh, actually, I would have loved that. And She's the Man was more of my high school time, not to date myself, but whatever. Um, so I used to make a lot of fucking movies, and then we would screen them at family barbecues on Sundays, and I would charge 
friends and family to watch said uh, visual triumphs. Now, my best work, I would say, was my take on the Blair Witch Project. It was called the Blair Itch Project. It was shot in night vision from below, the perfect angle. And uh, it was my pursuit of... um, Preparation H, anti-itch cream. And I shot it in three hours. I mean, Sundance Film Festival really overlooked it. It is probably the best uh, cinematic masterpiece that has ever come from an 11-year-old. It's creative. It's odd. I wore a beanie. I'm like running around my neighborhood. My parents were pretty hands-off. They were like, you know what? Just like, don't die. Don't play on the freeway or do. See you at 5 p.m. Uh, I don't think they were worried about predators. <laughs> Or kidnappers, they'd be like, she is fucking annoying. <laughs> Hard pass, Megan's Law. Back to this uh, this dreams challenge. I, so I guess a dude, what, was he on a skateboard or he was driving and he's just drinking cranberry juice to the music? Um, oh, okay, okay. This is what we call scraping the cerebral bottom of the barrel. Like, this is fucking weird. I don't understand. Does everybody have a UTI? By the way, humble brag. <laughs> Your girl Jackie Schimmel's never had a UTI. My vagina. <laughs> oh, all you need to know is my vagina is pristina. And you can quote me on that. Put it on a billboard, sluts. I don't fuck with cranberry juice cocktail. It's not my journey. I severely judge people who order vodka cranberries. Uh over the age of 23, I think that it is a slippery slope and a leaky bucket situation, and I just don't trust it. You know, cranberries um, represent vaginal turmoil and Thanksgiving, both very triggering for me, uh, both things I don't fuck with hard. I categorically do not relate to people who get titillated by Thanksgiving food or celebrations in general. I have family that I would pay to change their last name because the affiliation is fucking embarrassing. Gobble, gobble. I know we don't generally have a lot to look forward to during these times, but can you imagine how beautifully unhinged I'm going to be this year come the holiday season, knowing that I have no awkward family celebratory functions so I can go fully off the rails. I can say whatever the fuck I want because I'm not going to be met with a mistletoe altercation. You know, I will miss the holiday season for its casual uh, anti-Semitism that I get on a yearly basis mixed with the Meryl Streep performance that I have to give whilst opening gifts that are not actually gifts, they're burdens. (laughs) Oh, God. Thanks so much for the gift card to JCPenney's. <laughs> what will I get there? Chlamydia, regret, and PTSD? <laughs> I'm such a fucking cunt. Oh, that's funny. That's too real, though. That was real. That was last year. That's too fucking real. Dial it back, Schimmel. Oh, we can't even cut that out. Fuck. I think it's important to use my platform to celebrate, uh, Pillars of the community, pioneer women, beacons of hope, and just all around national treasures, which is why I would like to pay homage this week to a woman in Vegas who uh, basically 
shimmied herself into a wedding gown and sucker punched her boyfriend at the local Target where he works to give him a wedding ultimatum with a pastor in tow uh, in the case that he wanted to marry her on the spot and just get this show on the goddamn road. So some woman shopping at this Target is witnessing this, puts it on TikTok, it goes viral. Now, this woman, this is what we call assertive. It's what we call confident. It's what we call proactive. It's what we call heroic. Okay. Balls deep. This is entirely unrelated, but here's just like a hot tip that maybe you want to take with you on your journey during this, um, you know, kind of stagnant time in the world. Sometimes on a lowly Wednesday, I'll reach out to an ex-boyfriend that I haven't spoken to in like eight years and just be like, miss you with a heart just because it makes me laugh so hard. And I can imagine that uh, it makes them really uncomfortable because it's been so long. Like they don't, they probably blocked out the eccentricities of my personality. So they don't know if I'm serious or if I'm joking or if I really miss them or if I'm fucking with them. And it just makes me cringy smile happy. And, um, I implore all of you to try it. There's nothing like sending an awkward text message. Like think about a friend that you haven't seen since the third grade and just text me and be like, Hey, thinking of you would love to chat, like love to zoom soon. (laughs) It's like so fucking awkward. Um, I had a little memory on Facebook recently that I would like to share with everyone. By the way, how tragic is Facebook? I wish I could fucking delete it. It is a it is mediocrity at its finest. It really nobody cares. Not one person. So, oh, what Disney princess are you? Not not one person. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So I got this memory. This is from memories like the corners of my mind. I mean, the tone, the range, the fucking stardom. It's just it's all in the future. Grammy Recording Academy. Listen the fuck up. So I get this memory. Me and my sister and my whole family, we were on a little Christmas trip or was it? I don't know. It was a trip, okay? And I stole my sister's phone in the middle of the night, and I just randomly went through her contacts and tried to pick someone that I hadn't heard of, so maybe like a new person that she met, you know, in college, whatever. She didn't go to college either, so, you know, the shimmels were really killing it. So I just stumbled upon a random contact. His name is Evan, and I sent this uh, at around midnight while she was dead asleep on a family trip. I said... Hi, I've been in deep reflection over the past year, and I just want to personally thank you for contributing to my growth as a woman, a friend, and a social activist. In the past year, I have weathered a pregnancy scare, a drug scandal, and a few situations at a nearby elementary school. And through it all, I found solace and faith in you. As Alanis Morissette once said, you live, you learn. Thank you for being a guiding force and a Christ-like influence. Happy holidays. You'll always be a part of me. I'm part of you indefinitely. Boy, you know you can't escape me. Oh, darling, because you'll always be my baby. Okay, so cut to Ashley wakes up the next morning. My sister sees this text message that I have sent a basically a stranger to her at this point. It was a guy that she met at a party. She thought he was cute. I obviously have now made this incredibly awkward. He responded something like, ha ha, thanks, hope you're well. Uh, Cut to, they have been dating 
like five years now because I broke the ice for them. So what one what could be seen on a surface level as damaging, uh, terroristic Osama bin Shimmel vibes, I actually created or really harvested, if you will, a romance for the decades. So you're fucking welcome. The moral of this story is never be afraid to lay it all out there. You know, wear your heart on your goddamn sleeve. And if it also incorporates uh, Mariah Carey or an Alanis Morissette song lyric, go for it. Lean in. Now's our time. We don't have awkward run-ins to worry about. So let's fucking do the thing. Let's get weird. You know, let's have a couple teenies and open up the floodgates to what could have been. Let's get frictitious in the DMs, you know? Let's self-therapize and heal wounds by reaching out to people who have hurt us via aggressive, aggressive text messaging, you know? Let's rebuild. Let's reframe. Let's rejoice. Reach out to that high school bully, okay? And tell them to go fuck themselves and that their kids are ugly. I don't know. (laughs) Hit up the boyfriend that cheated on you and tell him whether it's true or not that his penis looked like a fleshy aardvark and you wouldn't fuck him with an 80-foot pole in his white Oakley sunglasses. It's fun. Let's lean in. Let's do it. Let's get weird. And on the wholesome loving side, you know, tell people you love them. Out of the blue. I've started doing that recently and I gotta tell you, it feels... Feels nice to just reach out to somebody, even someone you don't really know that well. I said to someone the other day, kind of a friend that I don't, I don't spend a lot of time with, but I looked at her lovingly in the eyes and I said, you know what? I think we could be, you could be like one of my best friends one day. Like not now because it's, we don't know each other that well, but like, I would love to get to know you more. And then I was like, um, excuse me. Somebody call Nancy Myers and book this bitch in a feature film. Is she not wholesome? Cue the Hans Zimmer theme song. And I really, really meant it. I went to sushi. I picked up some takeout. And I looked at this guy, Christian, who works at like six different restaurants in, in the neighborhood. And I looked at him in his eyes and I said, I want you to know something. You're the hardest worker and I appreciate you more than you know. I think I creeped him out a little bit, but in that moment and in this moment, I mean it so authentically that I had to tell him and then tip him 100%. Here's another thing. Fuckheads. If you guys are going to go out to a restaurant or if you're going to get takeout from a restaurant, we need to be contributing to the essential workers, the people on the front lines, okay? If you're getting takeout from a restaurant, You need to tip. Don't be a cheap fuck. If you can't afford to do it, I totally understand. But then don't go. Then make something at home. It's not right. We need to do a little bit extra to help people out. These people have been out of work. If you're going to get your hair done, your nails done, whatever, for the first time, you need to tip appropriately. I feel very, very strongly about it. Or fucking stay home and don't. And I understand everyone's going through a very difficult time financially right now. But we need to help each other when we can, if we can. Here's a fun story. Allegedly, NeNe Leakes wanted $125,000 to attend Cynthia Bailey's wedding. Where is that friendship contract when you goddamn need it? Now, I love NeNe Leakes. I love what she's given us as a housewife. I do think that NeNe Leakes is the embodiment of uh, losing touch of reality. I I worry about this with a lot of housewives. Now, 
Ramona Singer never was in touch with reality, you know, so she's been off the grid since day one. So we love that for her. You know, we love to see it. We love to watch it. She's a monster, but she's our monster. And she's nothing if not painfully consistent. She's being herself. The problem is when these housewives, they don't have concept of hierarchy in life. They think that they're, uh, you know, Julia Roberts. And once they get these massive egos and they think that they're too good for the show, it's when the walls come crumbling down, you know, and we saw that with Nini. I think she's the best example of that happening where she glazed and the the ego became out of control. And now to demand, you know, six figures to attend your friend's wedding, although I do love that vibe. And I feel like we never touched on this uh, story on this podcast. There was a woman, there was a couple that was getting married that um, had like certain price, uh, a gift price incentives for their wedding. So if you bought a a gift over $500, you could get a filet with an open top shelf bar. Um, If you only, you know, think times are tough and you only maybe a JCPenney gift card for $15, you know, you're in the buffet line and wine and beer only, or maybe BYOB. Uh, Also love that. Hilarious. Like would die to go to a wedding like that. I'd buy the most expensive thing on the registry only for that reason so that I could, A, I could expense it and B, um, I mean, just what a wild ride. What a story. I've been saying this for your brides are the new terrorists. They are the new Al-Qaeda. I stand by it 100%. Brides and pregnant women. Uh, Al-Qaeda could never. Let me just tell you something. Get you a girl that can do both, okay? Verbal assault and a bolognese. I made a bolognese last night that could pop an erection from the most flaccid of fuckheads, okay? It was so stunning that, I mean, the fact that I have given my husband the gift of culinary escapades and musical prowess in the same weekend, like, what a lucky motherfucker. Godspeed. Write this down, okay? The importance of a Parmesan rind in the sauce takes me from six to goddamn midnight. You must put a Parmesan rind in your pasta sauces. And also, don't use jarred sauce. Read the label. So much sugar, so much sodium. Your eyelids will inflate. You need to just, you know what? Just get some fucking plain tomato sauce or get those Marzano tomatoes and then pulse them in the Nutribullet really quick. Ah, tingles in the vagina. Remember when my husband cheated on me with Julianne Huff? Should I join Raya? Maybe. You know, I used to do that. That's what I did right before Andrew uh, proposed to me. After I threw that phone at his head, I immediately applied to Raya and then I was on the wait list. And then I just kept taking screenshots and sending it to him of me joining all these dating apps, even though I I didn't. I just downloaded them and then I wanted to show him that I was moving on to greener, more fertile pastures because of his delayed proposal. Here's the deal. You're going to get a phone thrown at your head if you look someone square in the eyes and say, you're going to have a ring on your finger in three months, which is exactly what Andrew did. So I bust out my phone. I count the three month mark. I start on my calendar. I'm on a 30 day or I'm on a, you know, 90 day countdown. And, you know, once we hit the two-month mark, the manicures started popping, the blow dries started popping, and guess what? I didn't, I had $14 at the time, so I was really investing in my marital moment, and then when it didn't happen, yeah, you're gonna get a phone thrown at your head, so get a helmet. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you give us five stars on iTunes. Follow me at Jackie Schimmel if I'm not shadow banned on Instagram. And you know, same time next week. <laughs>